0: Hello, Tyndale and friends, my name is Monica Kay, and I am honored to be sharing with you today a talk called Put on the Armor of God, which is based on Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20. This is a passage that I've had quite a journey with, and I will be sharing that with you today. My very first ministry job was with a Christian sports organization called Athletes in Action. And in this time, I not only worked with athletes, but had the joy and challenge of being one myself. In this time, I uh, toured with a variety of Ultimate Frisbee teams. But when I first started touring, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I didn't know the intensity of it or the fact that I'd spend so much time with these amazing people and uh, all the commitments and what my body, mind, and spirit would go through. And my very first team, although I am still dear friends with several of these teammates, it was actually a bit of a tougher and rougher team. Um, there were some difficult challenging moments and part of that was just that I was such a new touring player but I was also pretty different as the only Christian uh, on the team. They weren't 100% sure what to do with me and It would take me days. I'm talking upward of a week to recover between these Ultimate Frisbee tournaments. And yes, my body was sore, beat up, and I still have consequences of touring for so long, but it wasn't my body that took so long to recover. It was my mind and my spirit. And it kind of got worse and worse. I would lie awake into the wee hours of the morning, Replaying games oh if only I'd caught that frisbee man why didn't I run faster I should have done that why didn't I cut you know replaying everything and the conversations that I have with people and I started doubting my worth and my identity and questioning like how could I even be a light on this team if I'm not playing frisbee as well as I should be and it, it actually got pretty dark and all-consuming I'm sad to say. And one night I remembered a talk that one of the pro chaplains from Athletes in Action had shared. And he had said that so many Christians are not aware that there is a spiritual battle. It's like, it's like you're dribbling the ball and you're shooting hoops, but you don't know you're actually in the middle of a very intense basketball game. So if you can picture that for a moment, you're all concluding that You're not going to do that well in the game. It's not going to go that well for you if you don't even realize you're in it. I am starting to feel like maybe I was in it. I was in this battle, in this game. And uh, I remember that he pointed us to this passage in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20. And I'm going to read for you just the first few verses. It says, So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Well, I started a new practice that very next tournament. You know, I'd already kind of been inviting Jesus to come, come to the field with me, play with me. Um, But I started listening to worship music as I did my warm-up drills. And as I put on my cleats, my equipment... I also put on and prayed through the armor of God. I wanted to stand for my faith, but also my worth and my identity. And I have to say, I mean, it's still a battle to this day uh, to remember that my worth and identity is not in my performance in anything, um, but that it's in Christ. And it's still, I still replayed, I still to this day actually replay games, um, but not for five days and every night into the wee morning. It still takes me a couple days, but I feel supported and I can stand and I have such a better, stronger, firmer ground as I do this prayer and this practice. And it's also become a part of how I do life and ministry and lean on God. Uh, Back then with Athletes in Action was before I led Bible studies or went to discipleship meetings. Um, And really importantly, we we used to go into the varsity teams and do a presentation um, in front of them, sharing a little bit of a testimony and inviting them to come join us at Athletes in Action. And you better believe I would put on the spiritual armor before I went into that intimidating setting. And now I direct a leadership development program called LAUNCH um, for youth and young adults through Youth Unlimited. And uh, still to this day, it's an important part. Before I even go to my office, and I love my office, uh, before I speak or coaching meetings, um, and I, and I hope as much as I can to instill this practice and this prayer, this passage to those I work with. I remember there were two young girls. They were 15 and 16 at the time, and uh, they had a dream, and they wanted to build a well. They wanted to have a well built where someone needed clean drinking water. It really broke their heart that not everyone had access to its ability to drink, drinking water. And so um, the first time I met them, they were so shy, they could barely speak with me. Uh, and they had a hard time calling telephone companies. But one day, they were invited to speak in front of a thousand people. And I can still remember, they were just like, Monica, we are so scared. Neither of them liked public speaking. But they said our passion to raise this money um, to help these people is greater than our fear. What can we do? So we talked about it. And I remember just uh, coaching them and saying, oh, wait, guys, before you go on stage, pray together. Put on the armor of God because it will help bring you so much freedom and confidence because whether you mumble and stumble, whether no one gives money, however it works, um, your identity and your worth will not be shaken and you'll know that God is with you and for you. You'll remember that and it's protection against the enemy. So they did that and it helped them. And and man, those girls, they worked for two years, they did 17 different fundraisers and they um raised the $8,500 for um a village in Africa, Togo, Africa to have clean drinking water. Amazing. Um at the end of our coaching time, they bought me a gift or two gifts actually, and uh one was a keychain with the spiritual armor engraved in leather, and the other was a tray that I still have on my office with the spiritual armor. Um they had absorbed. They now live, uh, both of them are in ministry, actually, and they live that out. Well, fast forward, um, this past winter, I had another joy and challenge of taking my first online class with Dr. Scott on New Testament History and Theology. Um, I, even then, I had to be challenged in my identity and worth about as you post these things for the, the world to read. Um, But it was good. It was great. And I learned so much. And on my paper, I decided to choose The Armor of God because I thought, I've been praying it for years now and I'm sharing it with others, but I'm pretty sure I'm missing some things or aspects. And I'd like to go deeper in this really important passage. And so I did. And I have to say, it was a really good topic to choose. Uh, Because just as I was diving into it um, is when COVID-19 hit, really. And this worldwide pandemic, in a sense, took over. Now, I kind of have to laugh. It's nine minutes into this talk and I just said pandemic. Um, But maybe you've been feeling that it's relevant all along. Because, man, did I feel the battle. At the beginning of COVID. And I still do. Um, Did you feel it? Do you feel it? Just the amount of fear. Instability. Will I lose my job? Or I did lose my job. Um, I'm vulnerable. I'm one of the vulnerable listed people. My parents are. I mean, there's the fear of illness. There's the fear of death. And mental health wavering loneliness taking over anxiety creeping in all corners decisions to be made and judgment have you felt that have you seen it online um you know step out of your house and did you go too close and the judgment of who's doing that and who's sending their kids to school who's not Um, many of you don't have that struggle but but maybe you do um There's this just great sense of instability. There is a battle. So I wanted to look, I wanted to dive in. What was Paul's first audience facing? Why did Paul write about the armor of God? And if you look, he's writing to Gentile Christians in Ephesus, obviously. And if you know anything about Ephesus, it is the guardian city of Artemis who was deemed more powerful than fate or any other god. She was the nourisher, the protector of this city. And much of life circled around her. Financial gain revolved around the temple. Um, Banking took place there. Silversmiths made idols in her image. Athletic games were run in her name. And a month of the year was named after this goddess. She was everywhere. And associated magic and folk rituals were part of how people dealt with their fears and illness and insecurities. And man, if your neighbor ticked you off, she could be summoned to inflict suffering upon them, upon others. There was fear and instability there as well. These Gentile Christians needed to know the supremacy of Christ And they needed to know their new identity as children of God. And that's all throughout the book of Ephesians. I mean, back in that day, it actually was okay to worship more than one God. That was socially acceptable or morally acceptable. But obviously, Paul is saying, no, one Christ. Go to Jesus. Don't be tempted to go to old ways, old rituals. You know, in Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verse 1, he actually challenges them to live a life worthy of their calling and of this new identity of children of God. And then he goes on to give quite a lot of advice, which is great advice. But then there's this battle cry here that he closes with because I think he realizes it's not all that easy. This is hard and there's an enemy And he gives them the charge to stand and to put on the armor of God. They've got everything they need to face this battle. Now, Paul, it's understood that he um, wrote this letter under house arrest. So he would have had Roman soldiers around him and he would have had that image (laughs) pretty constantly in front of him. But more importantly, many of the pieces of the armor of God are actually referencing passages and images in Isaiah of the divine warrior and his Messiah. This is not a spare panoply from the closet of God, panoply being like another word for armor. But this is God's own armor that he gives to us. This was new learning for me. And it just brought home how much God cares for us and is present with us in our battles. And it helps instill confidence. Where do you need this confidence in your life today? Put on the armor of God. Now, Another main takeaway for me, and I think it's really important to note, is that the armor of God, in a sense, comes with two actions. There's the first, the receiving it, the receiving of this divine gift. But there's also an element of application that comes with it, right? As you think about it, each of the armor pieces, and we're going to pray through them momentarily, they kind of reflect a a Christ-like characteristic. And one commentary I read by Thomas O'Brien, Peter Thomas O'Brien, challenged me with this. He says that with each armor, with this divine gift, there is an accompanying moral responsibility to live like Jesus and to live with a broader and cosmic perspective. Acknowledging that decisions are not just matters of personal preference, but rather are elements in the larger struggle between the forces of good and evil. Whoa, As he put on this armor, yes, God is giving us something, but He is also helping empower us to live for him. and it makes a difference in the spiritual realm. As one prays through and receives the armor, It can be a powerful reminder of who we are as God's children and a proclamation of Christ's supreme power and truth. It is also a way to express our intention to live for him and to stand. Now, on a slight tangent, I don't know if any of you have ever read that if you stand in the Superman pose, before a meeting. And yes, I encourage you to stand up and do that. I just did it. Um, You actually feel more confident as you go into your meeting. Like, well, that's kind of fascinating, but I see how that could be. Well, I actually thought this morning as I was preparing, this is what came to mind is like, what if we prayed like that as well? And not just our stance, but just just really inviting God and and embracing this armor and the challenge and call that He gives us in our lives. And so I invite you to do this now and this is how I'm going to close this talk as we're gonna pray through the pieces of armor and express our intention um, to live them out. And I do need to say, This passage is not written to one Gentile Christian. It was written to the church, to the Ephesians, as a group, as a body. And unity is really important in this book as well. We are called to pray for one another. And you see that towards the end of the passage as well. So let's do that now. And I don't know who's listening. um, But as brothers and sisters in Christ, we can pray together. And I think in this time of intense battle, uh, we need to be doing so. I hope that this comes to mind the next time you're feeling really insecure or unstable or fear or angst is taking over. Or you have an important new job interview because you lost your job or uh, whatever it might be. Whether it's an ultimate frisbee game. um, That this prayer and God's presence with you and his power for you, uh, comes to mind. So I'm going to pause for a moment and then let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word that is living and active. I thank you that you're a God who gives us his armor, who doesn't leave us hanging, but actually empowers us to stand and to make a difference for you as we do. So we pray together, Lord, we put on the belt of truth and that we remember that we are your beloved children, that that is our identity above all, and that you are the most powerful God, you are supreme. Your power that brought about the resurrection and ascension is available to us. And Father, we pray that you would help us live out lives of integrity, that we would speak truth. And God, I put my hands on my chest and I just put on the breastplate of righteousness. And where the enemy might challenge our standing with you, um, you affirm it with this breastplate of righteousness that you have given to us. We can approach your throne of mercy with confidence. So God, help us to pursue pure and righteous living, to put on our new selves that is like you, in righteousness and in holiness and God on our feet may they be fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace Lord in a way more than ever we need your peace right now as do those around us so maybe we'd be willing to receive your peace and to share and walk in it um, whenever and wherever you ask us to and Lord, we lift up together the shield of faith to extinguish the fiery arrows of the enemy, the lies, the temptations, evil thoughts, intense guilt, and any attack that is just not of you, Lord. And God, we know the shield of faith works best when we're in formation as believers, whether it's virtually or, um, or together with six feet apart. God, we just carry these shield of faith and we pray that our shield of faith will help protect our neighbor and our neighbors will help protect us as well lord jesus thank you for your protection and we put on our heads the helmet of salvation and we remember in our mind and our bodies that our identity and standing with you is secure nothing can snatch us out of your hand you have pulled us from the miry clay and set us on a firm foundation thank you lord And may we be powerful in your battle and just participate in pointing people to you and leading people to you in word and in deed. And finally, God, we lift up the sword of the Spirit, which is your word. It's handy, it's accessible, that type of sword. And Lord, may your word be this for us. Will you bring it to mind? Holy Spirit, inspire us as we pray for others as we encourage and as we speak your message of reconciliation jesus lord thank you for this armor thank you for this truth may you unify us and bring us to pray for one another in particular in this climate where there are so many questions and so many doubts and so many insecurities lord Will you help us to fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel and both receive and share your amazing love? I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, friends. Be blessed today. And um, I just hope this prayer comes to mind uh, whenever you need it or even at the beginning of every day. Peace.